Welcome to Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast, a podcast to help you connect with your highest self that features episodes combining psychology, spirituality, and energy healing. Please welcome your host, Zandra Haas, a spiritual wellness coach, psychotherapist, and psychic medium in Boulder, Colorado. Welcome back. (laughs) Thanks so much, y'all, for coming back and listening to episode three of the Empowered Empath series. Are you feeling empowered yet? (laughs) Oh, well, for those of you that are the people that skip ahead, (laughs) it's nice to see you. For the people that have been hanging out, it's nice to see you again as well. Today, I was kind of dropping in as I always do, maybe I don't always do this cool shoulder move when I'm thinking about kind of the way to form the next part of the series. But just to kind of recap for you all, the first Empowered Empath episode really focused, I would say a lot on me explaining kind of the spectrum of sensitivity and of empathy and intuition and psychic skills and things like that. So it had a lot of information-based things to show you. And then the second episode that we did a couple weeks ago is very much so about now that you kind of know where you are on the spectrum, what do you do with that? How do you work with that? Especially for my empaths, there can be a lot of information that's coming in all of the time. And so a big question that I see for empaths a lot is, what's my energy? What's not my energy? And again, I have sort of developed courses and things to really help people go into the meat of this, but I wanted to be able to offer, you know, at least a tool to really assess this question, to really look at what is my energy? How much of it is mine? Because a lot of people really want to take, I notice my empaths are really wanting to take responsibility for all the energy they're feeling. They're like, well, if I'm feeling it, it must be mine. And I'm kind of here to break up that piece that if you're feeling an energy, because there's so much going on in our world and there's so much exchange happening and because empaths really feel into the energy around them, there's so much magic in that. There's so much medicine in that. And it's really important as an empath, if you're going to be in your sovereignty about it, and if you're really going to own that sensitivity to really sit into your heart space around it and say, not all the energy I'm feeling is mine. Most of the time, never is 100% of the energy we're feeling is ours because we're always in relationship. We're always in connection. And everything has a sense of consciousness. There's a lot of studies right now that are studying what is consciousness and where is it located, right? Do plants have consciousness? A lot of indigenous people, a lot of tribes that go back lineage and generation have known these things, but there's a lot of science that's coming out now that's just continuing to reinforce that a lot of native folks all over the world in a lot of different places already knew these things, right? Already knew that plants had spirits and could speak. My empaths a lot of times are feeling that energy, but they don't always know where it's coming from. So there's a huge opportunity to be empowered in your energy. And so I want you to be able to have some takeaways from that. So I think what we're going to be looking at today, which feels important as you're becoming more empowered as an empath, usually if you're growing up and you're feeling a lot of energy and you're feeling really sensitive, the best way that you know as an empath in order to survive is to try to figure out how to kind of block it 
right? How to kind of move away from it. And I've noticed there are empaths that either they kind of take a few routes with it. So I would say a lot of times your empaths either go down the path of blocking it out and really needing to isolate a lot. A lot of people that are empathic sometimes think that they're introverts because they're like, wow, I get drained really, really fast. So I need to be by myself or I need to be alone. And so it's interesting, not all, I'm not saying all introverts are, but if you feel energy at a higher level and you need to take time to kind of reset, to kind of be in your own energy, to know that it's yours, that's a really beautiful form of self-care. However, if you feel like you have to block energy or be by yourself in order to be okay, we want you to be able to be around other people and also regulate your energy simultaneously. So I know that a lot of empaths will take that route where they really feel like they have to block things out or sometimes they have to be mean in order to have boundaries or sometimes it can come out in really sticky ways, right? Like if someone's around you, like a lot of my empaths, especially when they're in partnerships, they feel what their partner is feeling. And that can be so frustrating, especially if your partner isn't quite sure what they're feeling. So if your partner is feeling really sad or really upset about something and is empath, you're feeling exactly what you're feeling and you're trying to talk to that person about it, but they're not sure how they're feeling. As an empath, you can feel incredibly trapped. You're just like, I'm feeling this energy from you. I know that it's yours, but then you're not validating me. So then I'm questioning if it's mine and then, you know, what do I do? And then there's shame and then there's all of that kind of mix up. So this is why in the last series, really looking at the energy of, is this mine, is it not? And really saying to yourself as an empath, it is not my job to take on other people's energy because the problem is is if you take on that energy right and you're trying to heal your partner's energy your partner actually never really learns how to heal themselves and it doesn't actually respect their path we want them to figure out their energy right we want someone to be able to meet us we don't want to feel like we're caretaking energy all the time because whether or not we feel good about that right that's where undercover codependency can come in some of my empaths are like well i'll just continue healing people and it makes me feel good about myself We don't want to go into that space, but sometimes if we continue taking on that energy, even if it feels good or we get validated, resentment starts to build under the surface. We don't feel met and we also don't feel like we fully know ourselves because we're always in this kind of soup situation. So one question that I get a lot is, well, if I know that it's mine, how do I really work with like resistance? Because an empath, usually there's a form of resistance that happens in our space because we're so used to having to protect ourselves because they're like, well, I get really sensitive, right? I get really overwhelmed. And so I either need to retreat, I need to get mad at people. For me, I cried a lot. It really caused a lot of panic or anxiety because it was just so overwhelming that I didn't know what to do with it. So my body literally needed to cry in order to release some of it. So a lot of times that's why... There's a lot of ways to regulate energy or move energy. Some people are your runners. Some people might sit down and do a puzzle. Some people might watch TV, right? Just to kind of get some space from that energy. But a tricky part is that when you become more empowered as an empath, you want to learn how to not resist something because resistance actually breeds resistance. And so What I've learned is studying a lot of different energy traditions, there's a lot about protection. I need to protect myself. You know, for instance, I'm in a Facebook group right now where people talk a lot about like, how do I protect myself from this person? How do I protect myself from this energy because I feel so overwhelmed by it? 
And that's not a bad thing. Protection is really good. Boundaries are really, really good for us. However, if we put up a boundary and we're scared or we're fearful, we're actually resisting that energy and we're not standing in our sovereignty. We're saying, I actually am afraid and I don't actually trust myself. So here, I'm going to put up this fence and kind of hide behind it, right? We're not actually in our sovereignty. We're not saying like, wow, I actually have the tools. I actually trust myself to be able to see this energy and not take it on. As an empath, we really learn to be fearful of other people's energy. And that can be really sad. That can be really isolating because actually what we truly want is connection, right? So when you become an empowered empath, you're really embracing a lot of defensive strategies. You're saying like, I can actually stand in my light, in the same way that a lighthouse, right, really has that light, it's shining out into the darkness, right, there's clouds around it, there's murkiness, the lighthouse isn't getting validated by another lighthouse typically, right, but it's holding that frequency, it's holding that energy, it's holding a level of trust, right, that sovereignty, so we want to be our own lighthouses, we want to know that power, and that takes practice, it takes practice of knowing what's our energy, because again, If the lighthouse thinks that everything around it is part of it, right, the fog, everything else, it's going to get confused and it's going to have a hard time just holding that frequency. So a lot of people say, how do I hold the frequency? I got really frustrated by this for years. Whenever I'd get overwhelmed, I'd be like, guys, how do I get through this? And I would hear just a few words, hold the frequency. And I was like, how do I hold the frequency though? You know, I'm getting really confused here. So part of holding the frequency, again, is kind of what we've been working on. How do you release energy? What are grounding practices that help you really let go of some of the energy so you understand what's yours? And also getting clear, like we talked about in the next, the last episode, is how much of it's actually mine. Because again, most empaths take on energy and they fault themselves and they're trying to heal energy that's not theirs and it gets really messy. And so I'm bringing you some sweetness here. I've been there. I still do that. (laughs) Sometimes it can take some time where I'm like, wow, you know, I'm not, I'm not, this is not actually mine, right? So even, let me think here, you know, even a few weeks ago, I actually had a really dear family member pass and I was with a bunch of people and I was just feeling this immense grief. And the tricky part was I had not known at that time that the family member had passed. So I was feeling an immense amount of grief and I didn't actually understand where it was coming from. I knew that I had my own grief in my space because of certain things, but I didn't know where this huge cloud was coming from. And in the past, if I was feeling a really difficult energy, I would instantly start shutting down to it and go into what's wrong with me? Why am I feeling this? This doesn't make sense. I'm with a bunch of dear friends. But I knew in my space, I used the tool and I said, how much of this energy is mine? And I got like 20%. And I was like, wow, okay, so I'm feeling a big cloud of grief. 20% of it's mine. You know, I could trace maybe things I was going through that did that. But I was like, this is a really big feeling. So there's a lot of freedom around like, okay, as an empath, I might be feeling the person next to me right? I might be feeling something that's going on in the world. And so giving yourself some love there and saying, how do I not resist this energy? Because if you resist it, if you're like, oh, this is grief in my space and I'm resisting it because it's not mine. Do you ever feel that when you push against something, it push back, right? It kind of resists you. There's kind of that push and pull energy. We want to bring kind of a Kind of a mindset of like, wow, I'm feeling something that's not mine. Can I give myself permission to let it go? Can I give myself some love here? What are the things that really bring me back to me that are not going to create more shame? I think there's sometimes 
you know, as a person that studied Buddhism for a lot of different years, there's this um, spiritual materialism around enlightenment, right? Like one day I'm going to be enlightened and all my problems disappear. (laughs) I don't actually think that's true, right? Like there's something about enlightenment or the way that we're able to be enlightened means that our perspective becomes wider and wider. We get more of a panoramic perspective. We can see more. And because we can see more, we don't get hooked as easily. So it means maybe, yes, we see grief. And maybe we see that it's not ours. And we give it a hug and we let it be here. And we say, yes, you have a seat here. Being, to me, being enlightened or being able to have a high frequency or be in your sovereignty doesn't mean that we kick every awful feeling out the door. It doesn't mean that we don't experience those things, but we give it a place to sit. We give it a place to rest. It's almost like you have almost like a, like a bleachers in your mind and you're like, oh, there's grief sitting in my space. I'm going to let some of that energy go. And if some of it still sits there, right, I'm going to give it a blanket, give it a hug, give it some popcorn and say, I'm not afraid of you. So much of being an empath is learning how to not be afraid of energy because we're so used to feeling overwhelmed and that being overwhelmed comes with resistance. It comes with fear and we start blocking it out. So again, if I circle back here, this episode has so much to do with working with resistance because we want to let energy come through us, but we're not actually taking it on. So again, maybe I've used this kind of... um, example before, but we don't think about our windows, right? Often we know that there's windows we can see out of them. We want our energy field as an empath to be very similar to a window, right? Like right behind me right now, there is a window. Of course, as I've said before, there's lots of plants. There's a massive tree outside of this window that you can't see right now. I can see this tree beyond here, right? I can feel the energy of the tree. It comes through the window, light comes through the window. However, when it rains, I can still see the rain, right? I can still see the lightning. It hails a lot in Colorado. It's a sad thing if you don't have a garage in Colorado, but I can still see the hail, but yet I actually don't feel afraid, right? I trust the window. I trust that the window is going to hold out the rain. I trust that it's going to hold out the snow, the hail. I don't think to myself when it starts raining, oh my gosh, right? Uh, is is the rain, is the window going to hold it? There's a level of trust. As an empath, when you start working with your energy, you stop being afraid of that energy coming in because you start trusting your energy field. You start trusting yourself, okay? So our energy field, we really want to consider it like a window. One of the traditions that I study calls it body of glass. So they imagine that your whole body is like glass. Nothing can get through it. Light can move through it, but it's protected. So you imagine your entire energy field almost like a body of glass, which can be a fun thing. I'm not going to go through it here, but if you're curious to see if that actually works, if you're doing a meditation, sitting down, breathing into your feet, grounding letting your body release energy, which can be through visualization, or you can just tell your body, give it permission to release anything it's not really in its alignment at that time, and ask your body to be a body of glass, imagining your whole body turning into glass and letting light through it, but it being strong enough to not let anything else through it. So we're not resisting right? We're not resisting certain energies. We're not saying to ourselves out of fear, I'm going to push against this, right? I can always tell who's resistant to energy. You walk into a room, what do people's body stances look like when they're trying to protect themselves? 
right? People instantly, when they're trying to protect themselves or they feel uncomfortable or they're trying to kind of hold themselves, whenever I see someone have their kind of hands, right, across their chest, right, or they somehow have a positioning that's kind of doing this, I think it's so fascinating because sometimes in the consumer culture, especially models, they'll have these like really like intricate, like artsy poses and things like that. And I'm like, oh, they look so human, <laughs> right? They look so human. It's like they're modeling different energy forms of like people working with things. But tangent off for a second. When you are actually fully available and fully open and you trust yourself, half the time you don't feel the need to protect yourself in most situations. And when you're with people that are also kind of owning their energy and their sovereignty, they're not pushing energy into your space so you feel more comfortable. So it's really important to check in as an empath and kind of look at your life and say, are there people that are respecting my energy? Are there people that are also working on this? Do I have a tribe of people that is actually owning their own energy, right? And maybe clearing out their space. A lot of people try to put energy in our space because they actually can't hold the energy, right? So there can be sometimes people that continue to overshare over and over because they want to feel heard or seen and they're putting energy in our space and we slowly start, at least I do, as an empath kind of shrinking backwards. It's because I'm like, oh, this person has a lot of energy and they're really wanting to connect with me and yet they're putting it in my space and I'm watching myself lean back because it's starting to feel uncomfortable, right? So those are things to work with. If you have a lot of people around you I notice a lot of empaths tend to take the role of I heal everyone, I fix everyone. And sometimes that can be really gratifying for a while. Again, this kind of undercover codependency. But after a while, you're like, man, where do I go, right? I'm the person that's healing people, fixing people. What have I gotten myself into, right? Sometimes we can accidentally manifest a lot of those people that are not mirroring the energy that we're trying to go towards. So as an empath, we really want to say to ourselves, how do I learn how to not resist this energy? How do I learn how to be in my sovereignty? And all of that starts, number one, with knowing and telling yourself all the energy that I'm feeling all the time is not mine. I want to take responsibility for my energy and I want to release the energy that's not mine. And again, you can do that through different visualizations. I have courses. Lots of people have different courses. There's so much out there if you want to. So again, if you're a person where you're like, I don't know how to do this, feel free to contact me and we can talk about the different ways that you want to do that. I have lots of resources to kind of help you on your path there, okay? But if you're a person that actually has a practice to release energy, you really want to up this practice a little bit. Really give yourself more permission. Really letting yourself know, right? If you're a person that goes to yoga or has a dance or you know, I live near Boulder, so there's a lot of different ideas flying through my mind, whether it's flotation tanks, right, where you lay in water and you give yourself permission to be held to release energy, whether it's certain dances, whether it's certain community events, whether, you know, there's a lot of different pieces, right, coming in here. Really up your practice here. Give your body permission to start releasing energy that's not yours. So as an empath, you can have more sovereignty over your energy, You can give your energy certain colors. Like I've said before, if you're not sure what's your energy in your space and what's not your energy, sometimes I give the energy that feels sweet and kind in my space, I give it a color, right? So if I'm trying to figure out what to do and I feel really blurry, it means that there's someone else's energy in my space. So if I'm trying to figure out, let's see, I got a, I got a, one of those booklets, right? That's like community events in your town 
right? And there's like kid activities, adult activities. And my partner and I were looking through and there's a bunch of different dance classes. And I'm like, ooh, ballroom dancing or like, ooh, tango, right? Like all these different things. When I was looking at it, I felt this really big push for some of them. And I was like, okay, is this the energy that's a big yes to me, right? Is this an energy that I really want to do or is this someone else's energy? And sometimes people, you know, they go into the intellectual, well, if it's not my energy, where is it coming from? The energy is coming from a lot of different places, but I will say a lot of the times the energy that comes in as a thought for us is coming from our pictures or from memories or from patterns or from thinking that we've learned throughout time, right? So it was interesting when I was looking at the classes, what actually speaks to me is ballroom dancing, What I actually felt myself being pushed towards was this like salsa dancing tango. And I was sitting there and I was like, how do I know which class to pick? And it was interesting because ballroom dancing and when I breathed and sat in my heart space, it felt really open. It felt like this like really sweet kind of soft blue color, almost like water, just kind of flowing. And then the tango and the salsa, it could be the energy of it, but it it felt a little bit harder. It felt a little bit grittier. And I was sitting with it and I was like, oh, There's this internal pressure to do salsa and tango because my brain remembers that a lot of people that I met growing up and a lot of my friends actually know how to do this. So there's this picture that I have to like do the same things as my friends, right? Or I have to like be the same in some way or it's more practical. A lot of people feel like they should do something, but there's this idea that, oh, this is more practical. This is more helpful. A lot of times it's our parents' voices coming in there, which can be helpful. Right. But if usually if you're if you're still having those voices come in, you want to have your sovereignty as an adult. Right. To be able to do the things that you want to do. A lot of these voices are going to come in and it doesn't feel like an offering. It doesn't feel like an invitation. It's going to be a kind of a stronger energy. That's usually energy that's not yours. And I know that I said this before, but I really want you to get this here. Giving energies, colors, giving them symbols, listening to them. These are all ways that we actually have other people's energy in our space, but it feels like ours. It feels like a part of ourselves that's giving ourselves advice, but subconsciously, it's actually an unconscious part of us that's been programmed in different ways, sometimes good ways and sometimes not good ways, right? So I was like, oh my gosh, ballroom dancing actually feels the most fun. It literally has nothing to do. I don't know when I'll use it again, (laughs) but there's some learning in it for me. There's some excitement for me. And so the salsa and the tango, all of that is like an old picture that it's more sexy or more interesting, or I'll be able to use it. Or, you know, when things open up more again, or there's more dance clubs, like it'll be really, really fun and you know, whatever. And I was like, no, I actually, the ballroom dancing actually feels better. So it was easy for me to see that that energy, that picture, that projection is actually not mine. So as you do more and more awareness work, a lot of people want to shift things really fast. They're like, man, I want to get through this. I want to get done with this. But the way that we actually open to our energy and understand it is gaining more awareness, which is why so many people are kind of tapping into these mindfulness practices, which are going into these meditative kind of places, because the more you go in, the more you hear yourself, the more you see, and the more you see, the more decision you have to choose what you'd like to do. There's always more than one option. So 
coming backwards here, really trailing this into resistance. A lot of time resistance energy that comes up, that fear energy, it comes up because we're learning how to trust ourselves. We're learning how to trust our energy. And the more that you're aware of what your energy is and you really feed that part, the more that you're really able to kind of go from that place, the more that this frequency, actually you give it less of a voice. So the resistance energy, the fear energy, it comes from our old experiences. It comes from these old thoughts we have of, I'm not enough, I get overwhelmed, I have to take care of other people, right? Kind of that muddy energy. But if you feed this energy over here, more of that invitation energy, the more awareness that you have about it, this actually starts to fade. You are literally feeding this part of you and deciding not to nourish this other part of you. And so again, when resistance comes up, when fear comes up, we actually don't want to fight it. Remember, this is like the window piece here. We really, really want our entire experience to be like a window. We are letting things in, but we're letting things move through us. They're not getting caught in us, right? So taking a step back here, if you're the empath that's struggling with the fear of like, I don't know what's my energy, I don't, and you feel like you need support, make sure you reach out about these things. It's very hard, especially, like I said, if you don't have a tribe of people or community that's helping you see yourself and that it's mirroring back that you just continue to help and heal other people, it's really not helping you stand in your sovereignty and you're going to notice a lot of resistance. You're going to notice a lot of resentment. You might have depression or anxiety or some of these kind of difficult emotional things happening and they might not actually be yours. They might be things that you're taking on around you because people aren't mirroring your sovereignty. So again, if I can say anything here, if you're struggling with this, really look around at your community. Do you need more people that are supporting you so that you don't have to be in resistance, right? So that you don't have to be in this fear space where you're trying to block out other people's energy. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast this week or watching this YouTube video. Like I said, it's been all about working with resistance because resistance is one of the big things that comes up in terms of fear. Thank you so much for sticking with me through this. Like I said, my goal as a fellow empath and someone that's struggled for years is to try to make this easier. It's to try to put this medicine out into the world so perhaps you don't have to go through the, I don't even know how many year process, 15 year process that it's been for me to study all these different traditions, to study all of these different things, to have two master's degrees in order to put all of this together for you. It comes from a lot of work. It comes from a lot of heart. So my hope is that you can hear this and it resonates with you and that you have people in your community to really validate you and to be on this path with you. There are more empaths out there than you know, not just me. Most people that I see, most people that I'm around, empathy more than anything is needed right now and it's a gift and a strength and something that our world absolutely needs. So make sure that you don't get down on yourself around it. Like I said, my name is Zandra Haas, and I'm a soul essence wellness coach as well as a psychotherapist and a psychic medium. I look forward to connecting with you in small ways and big ways, in human ways and in soul ways. If you're a person that watches these videos or listens to my podcast, please, 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 this is a sweet request and it's a way that actually um, 
really helps me actually send this message out. But please, if you like this, if you listen to it, please, if you're available to rate this podcast so that it can get more so out to other people, the more people that you have commenting and rating, the more that actually comes up earlier in search results. You help people that are like yourself find me a little bit easier. So just an ask for you all there. If you are curious and working with me, please feel free to go to soulessencewellnesscenter.com. Like I've said before, I have discovery calls that I do with folks where we sit down and really look at what your space looks like, what you're going through, and I have lots and lots of resources. So depending on what you're looking for, there's a lot of really beautiful humans, folks I've worked with and folks that I know personally that might be able to help you on this path as well. So as always, sending you so so much love. Thanks for joining us this week on Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast. Make sure to visit Zandra's website, soulessencewellnesscenter.com to find more resources about how to transform your life. Zandra is available for private coaching, energy healings, psychic readings, and much more.